It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, your number one source in the state of Georgia for all entertainment and sports. Look, T, y'all just made that up. I think that's going to be our branding from here on out. How about that? What do you think about that? Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Translation, no Jarvis, go back to the drawing board. <laughs> I definitely understand. It's all good. It's all good. So uh, we want to thank you for uh, joining us on a good old Tuesday. It's a, uh, not a thirsty Tuesday. That's a thirsty Thursday. Right. Is it a $2 Tuesday? Is it a $2 Tuesday? <laughs> oh no, we're gonna we'll figure it, it out. We call it a two-win Tuesday, as in the second win in this series for the Hawks. Yes, I, I absolutely love that. We're definitely gonna get into that in our in our next segment. But you know, and also we'll get into it for the culture. Uh, we got a couple of good stories for you that we're gonna get into. Denzel Washington giving a, a pep speech to the Heat before the game, and um, J.R. Smith, man. Uh, academic scholar wow talk about reinventing the wheel <laughs> but before we get into all that we have to talk about the nfl draft is two days away t i don't know about you but this thing is like i'm starting to rack my brains as far as trying to figure out like who the falcons are going to pick what what say you same when i look at that eighth pick I mean, it changes on a dime. So, right, yeah. you know, we talked about what we like, and yes. I'm actually seeing a lot, still a lot of interest in Jermaine Johnson, but what I'm not seeing that, what I'm seeing that I'm not liking is it seems like the boards are really trending for a wide receiver. Oh, really trending man. for a wide receiver. So, yeah. My stomach hurting already, man. I promise you. Yeah, like I just. Yeah. I don't right. I mean, if you <laughs> right, if you happen not to go Jermaine Johnson, okay, fine. Okay, give me something because the trenches is where it's at. Right. It, exactly. it, so yeah, but anyway, we it's it's been interesting. Actually, the first round and the second round because they're kind of starting to lump together. And you and I talked about that yesterday. The probability or the possibility of the Falcons packaging something to move up move back get who they want so it'll be interesting to see because the most recent boards even this morning are showing them taking that second pick uh which you and i think we both went um defense still but uh taking that second pick or was that your george pickens pick that might be your george pickens with my second round pick yeah yeah i I went offense right and i was okay with that because second round we know what his game is is looking like or what it looked like at georgia but yeah i'm seeing boards even taking that pick, bringing it into the late round, first round to get a quarterback. So, And right here, we're you can check out our boards because we're about to continue our ATL Day 1's mock draft right here. And with the 151st pick overall, Tanitra <laughs> Batiste, who do you select for the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, well, we've talked a lot about getting help in the trenches, but most mm-hmm. of our conversation admittedly has been about getting help in the trenches 
on the defensive side. So I said, you know what? Let's go for an O lineman. And we know that there are some challenges at mm -hmm. the right tackle position. Yes, Lord. So, <laughs> he's an O lineman. <laughs> oh, Abraham Sorry. Lucas. I kind of yes, like this game nice. because Abraham oh, Lucas my goodness. has gone up against both uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and Drake Jackson. So mm -hmm. for someone who's matched up against them and matched up pretty well, I think that would be a, a good look for the Falcons. And also, he's one of those guys who's just long, right? Six, yes. seven. So he's just got reach and got a little bit of good agility there for an O-lineman. So I do like that because like I said, we've been stacking the trenches on the defensive side. Let's start talking about the O-line and, and getting in the trenches there. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I, I love that pick. I absolutely love that pick because, you know, one, because he was down at the senior bowl. Abraham Lincoln was a guy. He he got some he got some finish in him, T. Yeah. He got that D word in him. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Not the one you're thinking about, you nasty people. You, I'm talking about the dog. He got dog. some dog in him. So, uh, I, I absolutely love that pick. I think we're on the same page here. But um, I didn't necessarily pick the right – I didn't pick Abraham Lucas. But I did pick a guy that we are very familiar with. I know I went with uh, James Cook yesterday uh, in the fourth round. But I know I'm going to stick. I'm right going. Now. You know where I'm going. You know I got to set it up. I, you, I, I'm going with him. I got to go with him. Jamari Sawyer. Yeah. He's a yeah. guy that's versatile. Um, he's a guy that has played all across the offensive line, and that's what exactly what you need. And yeah. when you're talking about getting value in these types of rounds, he's actually mm -hmm. projected to be a fourth round pick. Yeah, that's like why he's going. Yeah, with him. That's yeah. The only so, reason I did not go with him. But the only thing is, but the thing I've you know I've been doing my little mock simulators. I'm trying mm -hmm. to be as real as possible when yes. it, when it comes to picking these guys. So going through it several times, he was there. He was sitting right there. So okay. you know, I, I hopefully I hope I think he deserves to go um, definitely higher than fifth okay. round pick. But being that you know in my mock draft simulator, he was sitting right there waiting on me, and I was like, hey man, come on down. I'm gonna run it. I'm a, I was running running that uh, that card up to the, to the podium because I, I think he's a guy that. When you think about the type of competition, I love when you talk about matchups, right? When he went against Aiden Hutchinson, you know, I think the, the the video that went viral of him pancaking him on pass protection and, and Sawyer just talks about how, like, he watched so much film and just yes. dug deep into, you know, who this who Hutchinson was, and he said he just had a feeling. Mm -hmm. he, he had a, he had a, his instincts kicked in when when uh, Aiden Hutchinson tried to jump inside because he knew he was the type of guy that likes to do that, and mm -hmm. you don't see that that much when you're talking about college edge rushers. Most right. guys try to stay outside and, and do their thing, mm -hmm. but that type of that little snippet right there just yeah. tells me that he's the type of guy that the Falcons need on their offensive line, whether that be at the guard position, I mean, guard position or at the mm -hmm. tackle position. Exactly. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Like I said, I need guys that can come in and play and compete because mm -hmm. all, all those, like, all but two of those positions should be up for grabs um, coming, in, coming into the, this, this summer. So, yeah, I got to go with my guy, Jamar Sawyer. Yes, and I, I would agree with you. And he is one who I can remember hearing him at a game that I covered, a UGA game that I covered, and just mm -hmm. that that football IQ is just yes, it's, it's yeah, there. So, it's there. so I just want to co-sign with you on that one, and also co-sign to say if he does happen to be one who is looking like he's going off the board 
in the fourth round and the Falcons wanted to trade up just a little bit to kind of get him. I think it would give up one of those six round picks, you know, they got, you know, got a couple of them. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all on board for that. So um, I think that, you know, the, as we get closer here, we almost wrapping up our mock draft, our first mock draft T I'm super excited about it. So hopefully the Falcons can just do a look. They can copy off our paper. I'm cool with that. You know, I don't have no problem. No copyright infringement. We gave you the blueprint to how to get this team better. And that's what the NFL draft is all about. All right. Speaking of getting better the Atlanta Braves they uh take on the Chicago Cubs tonight uh Max Fried is going to be on the mound if anybody can stop you know some some silliness some silliness or some foolishness going on with the team yeah. and, and, and try to right this ship I think mm-hmm. Max Fried is the guy to be on the mound he is it's exciting that he's going to open this series for them he's going up against Mark Marcus Stroman and mm-hmm. when you look at what he did exactly a week ago in the 2-1 win against the Dodgers you talk about seven and a third innings so we, we talk about how really the, the Braves just want you to go six. If you can just give them a solid deep five or even six innings, but he gave them seven and a third, eight strikeouts, no walks, no earned runs. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you want to get this series started. And also for us, I think we have one of our mysteries solved because you and I have been talking about over and over Dansby Swanson and Eddie Rosario scratching yes. our heads, wondering what's wrong. And what's finally, at least for Eddie, we have an answer. Unfortunately, it's not good news with him being out eight to 12 weeks for the Braves, but he's got to get that blurry vision and that retinal issue corrected because that's one of those where you don't see it, right? right. No yeah. But it's something that really can impair you. And you just kind of wonder, my goodness, how is he able to even be solid on defense? But you now know right. why he hasn't been the Eddie Rosario we see we saw last season. When you think about it, T, he has as many hits as he has errors in the outfield. So yes. with with three. So yeah. when you think about that type of type of number, right? You know mm-hmm. that type of production or non-production that it, so to speak, it, it just really kind of hopefully give you a snap, a peek into all right. This is partly why he was yeah. struggling so much. When you're talking about somebody batting 68. <laughs> you know that there is something wrong because that's not what we're used to seeing you know right. from Eddie Rosario because he came in and did some yeoman's work last right. year um after the break and, and and I think that for the going forward you know hopefully this would fix the issue and yeah. and hopefully you know Max Free gets a win tonight tonight is a first pitch at 720 Right here, here in Truist Park, you know, hopefully they can, the home crowd can get behind the home team and, and get those guys going and, and, and hopefully get a win. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we hope that you stick around. Absolutely. We hope that is a, a fact that you stick around with us because coming up next, we are going to preview another team that needs to get a win. The Atlanta Hawks are going down to Miami. Can they at least get back to Atlanta for game six? That's next on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, right on Locked On Sports Atlanta. As you guys can tell, Jarvis and I always have a great time, no matter what we are doing. Whether we're up in Flowery Branch, whether we are at State Farm Arena, whether we are at Truist Park, or whether we're right here with you guys on ATL Day Ones, we always have a good time. We bring the party. The party doesn't have to come because we go to the party. But anyway, you guys rock with us. You party out with us every day. We appreciate that. So keep doing it. Keep going to those audio platforms wherever you get your podcasts. Keep going to YouTube and checking us out. 
following us, subscribing and liking and also leaving comments because we really do take what you say seriously. And we hope that the Atlanta Hawks will take what we've said seriously yes. when they get on the court tonight in game five, a closeout game potentially for the Heat, a game where the Hawks can stave off elimination. But the question is, how do they actually do it? They showed us in game three that it can be done. They showed us even in the second half of game two that it can be done. And even in the regular season, getting a win against the Heat and basically challenging them in all four games. But it's crunch time now. It's go time. So, Jarvis, how do they get it done? I think they're going to have to pay attention to the little things because I think that the Heat are going to try to they coming, they're coming for the neck. I think they're coming for your throat. They, they, when you think about the type of players that are on that squad and I think about the leader of that team in Jimmy Butler, yes. Jimmy Butler ain't playing around with these people. Right. Um, or as my people on the west side say, he ain't playing with these folk. <laughs> you know, I, I think that because they are in a space where why, why go back to Atlanta? You know, right. they're, they, you know, why go back to Atlanta? Why have to go and deal with that? Why have to go and deal with that um, environment? Why mm-hmm. travel another day? Let's right. go ahead and get our, our rest day after we win tonight and go ahead and move on to the next round and, and, and figure out who we're going to play. Yes. Because I, I think that's where they are. So if they can hold off, kind of ride the wave and all mm-hmm. of that initial burst that the Heat are coming with, I think they'll be fine. And how they do that is – is that they're going to force them to respect the other players, right? Yes. The other guys, the the guys that you know, the family, game, the family, and the family. You know, they get, the family is has is going to have to step up. You know, Kevin Harder can't have an off night. He, yeah. he, that can't happen anymore. Bo is going to have to play. You know, he talked about how you know people th- wonder why he only played twenty one minutes. They thought it was mm-hmm. something going on with the injury, but right. Nate McMillan said that that's not the case. Right. This is what it is. It says he's fine. So, hey, I need 30-plus from him. I need 30-plus from Bo. And I yeah. need Bo to be Bo. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the fourth quarter Bo. Give me the fourth quarter Bo yeah. in the first half. I'll yeah. take that all day. Yeah. And and Trey can't score single digits. Like, like I know he can be effective, you know, distributing the, the basketball and getting mm-hmm. the ball to his teammates and getting them involved and everything. But he cannot have another game of single digit scoring or they won't have another game right and i'm gonna go in the reverse direction because you are absolutely right it's great to have him as a facilitator great to see him kind of getting more acclimated to off-ball movement but tonight we've got to see his teammates step up and the other group that i was thinking about jarvis was the bigs like the bigs have to take care if clint's gonna play i know he's questionable but he's probably gonna go um, Onyeko Kongu is going to go. John Collins is not listed on the injury report as of uh, this morning. So I'm okay. assuming he's going to go. Gallo's not listed on. I mean, the the whole core yeah. of bigs, mm-hmm. when you are on that court, you have one thing and one thing to do. You got it. Well, two things. Of course, you have to crash the boards and that's yes. on both sides. So keep them away from the board so they don't get second chance points, but also crash the boards to give your guys second chance opportunities and clearing the paint for Trey to be able to do his thing. The one right. play that got you the win, not to say that it wasn't a full game effort, but the play that got you the win in game three was Onyeka Okongu, double O, clearing Bam Adebayo out just enough, just enough to give Trey the space to be able to get that floater to go in. 
That's what you yeah. need to do because that is his signature shot. And oftentimes when he gets that floater going, that actually, he plays the inside out game a lot that people don't realize. Yes, he's lethal outside, but oftentimes when that when he gets that floater going, that's when you know Trey's full sort of uh, arsenal is available to him. But in order for him to use the full arsenal, the bigs have got to clear that paint for him. No doubt about it. And and those guys who sitting on those wings, like a DeAndre Hunter and, and Kevin Herter, is he once he gets into the lanes, the only way that the Heat aren't gonna be there is because they respect that those guys are gonna hit yeah. those shots. And DeAndre Hunter has quietly, like like he does a lot of things, yeah. uh, he's been having some really good games. Like I I thought last game he got off to an amazing start and then he took him out of the game and just like Okay, like like okay, what happened to Hunter? Oh, yeah. there he is, you know. So in the second half, so I think that you know if those guys can start to hit those shots, so those guys won't sink into the lane and kind of sit around and have all their, you got all those eyeballs on on eleven, you know, um, and trying to figure out what he's going to do. Um, mm-hmm. That's the only way I feel like that lane to be clear, yeah. so Trey can and go to work. So now T. I, I said that you know before when we were talking about it in our pre in our pre brief mm-hmm. that I have a couple quotes that I wanted to read to you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read to them word for word, and I want to get your response because mm-hmm. I know what how I feel I felt when I, I read them or heard them, but I want to get your response. Your, your response. Okay. Here's Trey Young. If you're watching the game, you see they have five people in the paint when mm-hmm. I have the ball. They're doing a great job of showing help and not letting me get into the paint. When I'm driving, if I try to drive by somebody, they're sending a double and forcing me to kick to my teammates. I took 11 shots and probably took a couple of forced ones at the end. I didn't get too many clean ones. You have to give them credit. We have to do a better job of getting more open looks and getting them off me early so I can create not only for myself, but my teammates. What are your thoughts when you hear the, when you hear that? I like the mindset there, I think that's okay because it's the truth. Right. I don't know that I necessarily like you putting it out there in the ethos because Mm. sometimes that causes a friction that can spill over into the game, right? So, Mm. and granted, I always still defer to the fact that he is young. So sometimes you don't always know what to say and not say, but then again, maybe because we always talk about that team not really having a dog in them and what puts the fire under under them. Well, Travis Link lit a fire under them a couple months ago with his comments, right, about mm-hmm. his disappointment and where they were and basically saying only one or two players were, you know, not expendable. So maybe this will be that, but on that same token, the one thing that disappoints me just a little bit is in his uh, presser yesterday and even some comments from today, I do want to hear him take a little bit more onus and a little bit more leadership because there were still moments in the games where you lost, where you clearly were lost. It wasn't that the team wasn't where they were supposed to be that, you know, there wasn't proper spacing and people weren't in their spots. Players weren't in their spots. There were some miscues, mental miscues on your part that have to be corrected tonight. Turnovers. Yeah, exactly. So right, you don't right, you don't get double digit turnovers just because everybody else on the team weren't, you know, hitting their spots or, or weren't uh, setting up screens or or getting in pick and roll properly. No, some of that was you as well. So that's right. the one thing I really wish I would have heard more of Trey realizing or acknowledging, hey, it's on me too. Yeah, no doubt. And and, and like I said, I'm, I'm right on board with you. And because 
this is these are the moments that are going to that a lot of his teammates are going to remember, right? You know, I know a lot of people talk about you know this summer. It may be the summer of Sam, and you know they, they might blow this bad boy up except for all except for him and mm -hmm. all this making all these trades and Travis Link going run through this roster, right? However, in this moment for tonight, for, yes, people are going to remember what you say in mm -hmm. these moments because. At the end of the day, whether you want to shy away from it or not, you mm -hmm. are the leader of this team. Yes. And people yeah. remember what you say and how you do mm -hmm. in these moments when your backs are up against the wall because that's when you find out about your teammates. You find out about who you are as a leader, mm -hmm. as a, a guy you know, uh, who's supposed to be the face of this franchise. So I, I think that it was, it was interesting, but – I. I also think that, you know, like I said, I feel like it was also almost like a plea for help. Like, yeah. hey, man, like, help me out, right. coach. You right. know, like, I don't know what's going on. These guys throwing stuff at me from I ain't seen since high school, and this is another level. And I was like, right. whoa, wait a minute, bro. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, like you said, have some, some, you know, you know, have a filter, you know, in these times, you know, some things you just keep to yourself and have a conversation with Nate off record or whatever, however you want to do it. So, yeah, but I'm with you, though. I, I think it was, it was something that I felt like he gave me a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I will tell you this, which we don't have to talk about it today, but definitely put a pin in it, Jarvis, because we may we'll come back to it eventually should the Hawks not get to the second round. But what do those comments mean? And you kind of teed up on it. What do those comments mean for going forward? Because mm. those are the kinds of comments that could spill over into the offseason in terms of the people, the players who might potentially stay and what that chemistry will look like. So I, we got we got we're gonna delve into that once yes. we get to that point of the offseason. But right now, there's still ball to be played tonight. Hopefully, there will be ball to be played Thursday, and so we will be watching. And of course, you guys come back tomorrow. We're gonna have some more conversation about it. But the intersection between sports and entertainment is up next. It's for the culture. We're gonna talk about one of the goats giving some soon to be goats or one soon to be goat some advice. And we're also going to uh, talk. So we're going to talk about that. And I'm, you know what? I'm just going to surprise you guys, because if you saw the first segment, then you know what the second topic is. And if you didn't, why don't you come back to ATL Day Ones? We'll see you on the other side. It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Welcome back. We want to thank you for rocking with us today on a, a two-win Tuesday. If you've been <laughs> watching the entire show, you'll know exactly what I mean when I say that. So that means... You, Watch all of our episodes on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We got a lot of good content for you. We got a big old lineup. We got A to Z with Mark Zeno, Hidden Hard with John Checkery, and of course, ourselves, who you love us, because we know you love us. So go ahead and like us and subscribe to us. And you know, we are on all audio platforms, and you can download us wherever you get your podcast. Tanitra, this is for the culture. And for those who don't know who that is, it is the intersection between sports and the culture and the culture means whatever we want it to mean on that particular day so there you go all right so now first up denzel washington uh for some reason was in the uh, team hotel for the miami heat and and uh, a video leaked out of him you know just talking to him talking to the guys and you know jimmy butler was there and 
and he was just dropping some good jewels on him and dropping some good knowledge on him, just talking about how you got to be an example. And he even gave an example of a guy who used to play uh, Major League Baseball and how he even he even mocked him to the way the man walked. You know, that's just how deep it was to be able to see you know, guys that look like him, you know, and he, he and he just talked about the importance of being an example. And mm -hmm. you know what, T, I, when you think about it, it just kind of speaks, I'm not surprised because mm -hmm. when you talk about Denzel, like this dude is just, he gotta be some, he, like he got a dead body somewhere and off in the country somewhere because this dude just, he just done so many great things. You never heard really anything bad about him, and he just goes about his way. and And he's he's his son is is following in his footsteps, and yeah. you know, in in the acting world and everything. It's just, it is just, it it kind of makes me think of like, man, that's why the Miami Heat dog going ran through the house because you know they got a nice little a, who had a, who else better to get a, a pep talk from than Denzel Washington himself. Right. Okay, so now I was going to go somewhere. So you all know we're not about to get to that second story because Jarvis just made you go two places. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole okay. point, right? That's the whole, right, right. yeah, yeah. So, so, so you have my one A and then I got my one B, but they're both questions for you. Or one is a comment and one is a question. So first I want to start off with giving you your flowers because a couple of years ago oh. I brought my nephews to Atlanta and they usually come and visit me like once every summer. So hopefully they'll get here uh, this summer. And one of the things I wanted them to do was come to the radio station. This was, of course, pre-COVID. So right. yeah. uh, I brought them to the radio station because we had so many positive black male role models that I just wanted them to see. And one particular day, I knew Jarvis was going to be working and I was going to be working at the same time. So I brought them in because I wanted them to see him in action. I wanted them to see him behind the microphone. I wanted him, them to see him running the show. Really wanted them to just talk to him for a few minutes because you never know what nugget someone may give you that could take you a long way. And I noticed a reverence that they had for him immediately. And I never told them about you. You were mm -hmm. just you know, someone that was introduced to him that day. So yeah, the things that you say, the way you carry yourself, it is important because it does resonate whether you know it or not. So even in that moment, I could see them just wide eyed, like listening to you in a way that they would never listen to me as a female. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what we saw with Denzel. It was like he had a captivated, a captivated audience yes. because they knew it was coming from a genuine place and they knew yes. it was coming from a place with someone who can back it up. Someone who just a few weeks ago was able to at least smooth over the situation with Will Smith, both in front of the camera, meaning what he told him at the actual Academy Awards or the Oscars, and also that follow through and that follow up to say, okay, that's my version of damage control as a black male. Now that's number one, but on a lighter note, another question that came to me is, okay, we saw Denzel kind of in a clandestine space, meet up with the Heat and give them that commentary that was help them to springboard even further into you know what they're doing successfully on the court, but also getting them to do what they can what they can do in the community. My question to you is this: Who, especially because we have all these star-studded games right for the Hawks, where you just see any and everybody, but who from the ATL? if the Hawks ran into that person at their hotel would be that dude or even that girl, but you know, that person who would get them right and ready for tonight to get this, the second win in this series and really just talk that talk to them. 
Wow. <laughs> that is a really good question. So a couple of guys kind of popped in my head initially. Okay. And then as you kept as you kept going through your question, another guy popped in my head. So I'm going to give you two, right? Okay. So I'm gonna, first, I'm going to start off with Andre 3000, because, and here's why. Because the reference is automatically going to be there, right? Like when you, when you think about Atlanta royalty, mm -hmm. Andre 3000 is, is right up there. Uh, he might be at the top, you yeah. know? Um, so because he is a guy who's soft-spoken. He doesn't necessarily, he's not real big into the pumping circumstance and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And that's kind of how Denzel is too. You know, like Denzel, sometimes I think he forgets he's Denzel. Right. And he'll just, you know, it's just, we walking up to people and talking to people and just kind of kicking it. just like, he's just a normal dude, which he mm -hmm. is when yeah. you think, when you put it into perspective, but you know, he is a guy who's accomplished a lot. And like a lot of people respect what he's done and, and the, and the wars have come as such, you know, as they should. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I think the first person, just from a, a reverence standpoint, who I know everybody will be sitting there like, okay, yes, uh-huh. And one of them might even slip like, uh, yes, sir. Like, no, you don't right. got to call me sir. But, you know, I, I think he's a guy. And, and, and secondly, I started thinking about when you start talking about uh, get him riled up and get him going and putting on, mm -hmm. the, the first man, first guy that came to mind was Tip, T.I. Yeah. I, I think T.I. is a guy that, you know, you know that he's a – a fan of all the Atlanta sports team. And mm -hmm. he's just always been a guy that just kind of, his music just kind of speaks to like, yeah, I'm about to get going. Like whether it be motivational, whether it's straight up hardcore trap music, he's talking mm -hmm. about his daily life as that person and, and, and doing those things. And it just gets you going, even if you're not even into those things. So I, I think I think Andre Three Stacks is, the, is my first one. And I, and I definitely have to go with Tip. As far as you know, somebody that can kind of just get it, get it popping. Big things popping, right? <laughs> yes. And then I'll go elder statesman style because you always need that person, like you said, who you revere and you know that they have overcome some serious obstacles and yet they have persevered. So I thought about Andrew Young. Andrew Ooh, Young, nice with us yes. at ninety-five and still dropping jewels. I watched his celebration on air a couple of weeks ago and i was like that mind is still completely intact he was Indeed. still dropping jewels so i think about him coming through like that elder statesman and just dropping that knowledge and also like you said giving them encouragement maybe in his smoothed out sort of way but giving him them encouragement to just push forward and say hey despite all the odds that you have in front of you you can certainly get this done in game this this game five can be your game too as in the w that jarvis and i talked about earlier and yes I, there was one comment that you made about denzel before we wrap up that i was like cosign he truly does not just is so humble because he, he yeah. really doesn't know the magnitude yeah. of, because i met him before and mm. literally we're standing outside of and we talked about this earlier after the play fences and so um, he wow. came out, he met every last one of us and spoke to us like we were his people. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that and so, amazing. right. So when you said that, I was like, I know it's a little bit off topic, but again, that's part of the, the reason he has the reverence that he does because of what he's been able to do. Oh, and just for free, taking it old school. But how about Lenny Wilkins? Nice. Lenny, old Lenny? school with it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like yeah. Lenny. Yeah. Lenny's yeah. Lenny's one of those guys that you can just sit 
and listen to and him talk ball like all the time. Like yeah. I, I I I respect Lenny just from just being able to accomplish what he did, you know, as a head coach and you know and, and just being around and just being just a a facilitator of the game, you know, yeah. and, and and teaching people and bringing them up in the in, in the professional um, in, um sports. So I, I I just that that that's a solid too. I almost kind of like can I redo mine? But uh <laughs> I know we'll have time for that, but uh but before we before we get out of here T, I I do want to mention this because like we talk about giving people flowers, like I have to give JR Smith his flowers. Oh, Cuz yeah. when you talk about <laughs> JR Smith, you know, he's at North Carolina AT playing playing golf. That is so lovely for me to say that. Um, he has an academic award. Mm -hmm. He earned an academic athlete of the year, but as a matter of fact, because he had a 4.0 GPA T like, yes. like what, what else can you ask for? You know, cause a lot of people kind of laugh when um, J.R. Smith talked, kind of talked about going into this venture and going mm -hmm. to college and, mm -hmm. you know, being a, um, a college athlete. Right. He never got a chance to do that, actually. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for him to to be able to go out there and take this thing seriously, and, and of course play a sport that he just picked up, and mm -hmm. you know he absolutely loves playing. Of course, um, I just I just got to give him man. I got to give I got to give him his due. Like yeah. I I respect that. You talking about thirty six years old going back to college, mm -hmm. man? Like I can't do nothing but respect that because <laughs> I know for me, like, who's a few years older than that. Um, I ain't going back to college, Jack. <laughs> right. Shout out to you, Jr. Yeah. yeah, shout out to him. Way to pivot, Jr. Because we know that there were some ups and downs, especially in his last few years of the league. But I love that this is now the story that is following him, and the story that makes us want to root for him. So I can't wait to see what he does when he returns next semester to A and T, uh, and you know continues to show us his Aggie pride. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Anyway, yes. we appreciate you guys. We are very, very proud to have this podcast going on, and we're proud that you guys continue to join us and choose us. ATL Day Ones as your first option. But you know what? As your second option, make sure you choose Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. He brings it straight, no chaser. If you know Chuck, you know that to be the truth. And like we always say, check us out on any, any platform where you get your podcasts. Check out Chuck. And make sure you go to YouTube and check out everybody in the Locked On Sports Atlanta network on YouTube, following, subscribing, and liking us. So, we will see you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, we will come back to you talking about two teams and two dubs. Take care. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.